All right, it is Pastor Paul here on, let's see, what day is this? Wednesday, October 27th, 2021. So glad that you were here for Romans Rewind. This is where we take the opportunity to unpack portions of the book of Romans. And this is running parallel, of course, to our preaching series through Romans that we're doing right now at Four Oaks Church. And so we're just grabbing hold of those ideas, concepts, themes, verses that we don't have as much time to get to on Sunday mornings. And of course, we're also taking your questions. And so you can email those to me, paul.gilbert at fouroakschurch.com. Okay, we're back in Romans 3. And by this point in the life of the early church, so this was late 50s AD, mid 50s AD, that's about when Paul was was writing Romans 57 AD. Um, Jesus had ascended some 25, maybe 30 years prior to that. And of course, in the early church, um, all the people mostly um, who placed their faith in Christ were Jewish. These were Jewish Christians, and they saw what they were doing as the continuation of Judaism um, as predicted, prophesied in the Old Testament, and that Jesus, in fact, was the long-appointed Messiah. But by this time in the life of the church, um, the, the, the ranks of the Gentile Christians were increasing, the ranks of the Jewish Christians were decreasing. And this created all sorts of issues in the life of the church. And Paul is addressing this, and listen to what he says in Romans 3, um, and let's, let's pick it up um, in verse 28. He says, for we hold that one is justified by faith apart from works of the law, or is God the God of Jews only? Is he not the God of Gentiles also? Yes, of Gentiles also, since God is one who will justify the circumcised by faith and the uncircumcised through faith. Now, what's happening here is Paul is trying to make it clear to the Jewish Christians or, or Jews in general who'd be reading this letter that it was never God's intention to be just the God of the Jews. It was always to be um, the God of the Gentiles also. And here he's clearly playing off, and he's going to get into this in, in Romans chapter 4, but here he's, he's clearly playing off Genesis chapter 12. So if you flip back there just for a second, when God first appears to Abram, his name was Abram at that time, listen to what he commands Abram to do. He says, now the Lord said to Abram, go from your country and your kindred and your father's house to the land that I will show you. And I will make of you a great nation and I will bless you and make your name great so that you will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you and in him who dishonors you, I will curse. And in you, all the families of the earth shall be blessed. Now, there's a lot in that in that little passage. He commands Abram to go to a distant country, go to a distant land. God is promising to be his God. He's promising to bless Abram, and he's promising to give Abram a land, a nation, to build up a nation from, as, from his descendants. Um, so that, in other words, all those things are true. But he said, so that all the nations of the earth shall be blessed. And what we see here is sort of the beginnings of the Great Commission, where God purposes to save a people to himself. And those, and those people, he begins with this singular man, Abram, who later becomes Abraham. 
And it was going to be Abraham who was the father of not only the Jewish nations, but all the nations. And that God was going to, through the line of Abraham, which would be the Jewish people, he would in turn use the Jewish people to reach the world for God. Okay, And that, that's what this promise is denoting here. Now, by that this point in the life of um, the ancient um, civilization of Rome, where, again, 55, 57 AD, this was not the common belief of most of the Jews, okay? They, they really believed the Gentiles were, again, an abomination. They wanted to keep separate from them. They wanted to eat separately from them, dress differently. Um, they wouldn't, you know, share a table together. And this was a deeply ingrained um, prejudice they had against Gentiles. Now, there's many places that we can go to in uh, the Old Testament to show that it's always been God's intention to redeem a people from all the nations for himself. He was just beginning with the Israelites as sort of a beachhead into that. He was going to win that nation, and then from that nation, the Messiah, and then the world. Um, it's very clear from the Old Testament this is true. However, it didn't work functionally that way um, in the life of the early church. Okay, so flip over just for a second to Acts chapter 23. So this is, um, this is after, or actually it's Acts 22. This is um, that point in time where Paul has just completed his third missionary journey. He is um, traveling uh, back to Jerusalem to take the offering on behalf of the Christians in Macedonia to the poor, to the poor Christians in Jerusalem. And um, he's going for this fateful meeting in this city. Of course, when he gets to the city, um, he's almost, he almost immediately generates all this controversy because of him, his reputation, the fact that he's proclaiming um, faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. Well, this caused no, you know, a lot of a lot of chaos and tumult in Jerusalem. But listen to what um, happens in this particular um, scene, where Paul is in front of the the Jewish people on the Temple Mount. A riot has broken out. They're trying to capture Paul. They're trying to take Paul. They probably want to call, you know, kill him and pull him from limb to limb. And this this is a speech, and it tells us something of the fact of of the tensions that that were there between this idea of Jewish, uh, the Jewish people, and then Gentiles. So let's, let's read. Let's start in verse, um, verse 17, okay? Um, well, actually, verse 12, where Paul's talking about his conversion. He says, And one Ananias, a devout man according to the law, well spoken of by all the Jews who lived there, came to me, and standing by me said to me, Brother Saul, receive your sight. And at that very hour, I received my sight and saw him. And he said, the God of your fathers appointed you to know his will, to see the righteous one and to be here and to hear a voice from his mouth, for you will be a witness for him to everyone of what you have seen and heard. And now why do you wait? Rise and be baptized. Wash away your sins, calling on his name. Now listen to this. When I had returned to Jerusalem, Paul speaking, and was praying in the spirit, I fell into a trance and saw him saying to me, Make haste and get out of Jerusalem quickly, because they will not accept your testimony about me. And I said, Lord, they themselves know that in one synagogue after another, I, I imprisoned and beat those who believed in you. And when the blood of Stephen, your witness, was being shed, 
I myself was standing by and approving and watching over the garments of those who killed him. Now, Paul's just narrating his life before um, he was called and saved by the appearance of the Lord Jesus Christ on the road to Damascus. Um, and so he, he's just narrating this, okay? So um, listen to this last sentence, though, um, from Paul's speech. He says, I myself was standing by and approving and watching over the garments of those who killed him. He's talking about Stephen. And he said to me, go, for I will send you far away to the Gentiles. Now, listen to this next verse, okay? Up to this word, they listened to him. Then they raised their voices and said, away with such a fellow from the earth, for he should not be allowed to live. Now, what caused them to go from listening to Paul to then wanting to take Paul prisoner and tear him limb from limb? It seems to be it was Paul's reference to this idea that he was being sent not just to the Jews, but to Gentiles as well. See, this is what sent them into a frenzy. This is what they could not tolerate. This is, this is what they could not see and do. And Paul had to be whisked away and hidden or else the crowds were going to kill him. And there was such a prejudice at that time against Gentiles, okay, that even the clear teachings and directives of the word of God, that it should be otherwise, they, they were still so colored by their prejudice. They were still co so colored by their bigotry. And, and we tend to think about other issues like this. How is it that a whole generations, for example, of Americans could go through uh, a season of not only holding and owning slaves, but then um, backing discriminatory laws um, that, that discriminated against people of color. And we say, how could that be? Um, it says it's so clear, right, in the word of God that, that God is the God of everyone, that, um, that in Christ there's neither slave nor free, there is neither um, Gentile or Jew, circumcised or non-circumcised. It just goes to show us, right, the power, okay, the power of indwelling sin to blinden the hearts, to harden the hearts even of regenerate Christians, right? Uh, things that we would take for granted are so clear um, in God's word. And it, it reminds us again of the humble posture we always want to take as the people of God, that we never want to, to grow callous to the needs of the world the issues that are around us. We never, we, we don't want to become a, a parochial group, which says, you know, God is the God of people here on the northeast side of Tallahassee. No, Paul is taking great pains in, in this chapter, in Romans chapter three, to say, that's not the way it is. That God is the God of all people. He wants to bless all nations. And we want to be listeners to his word, doers of his word. We want to have, we want to have a posture of being open to who he is and what he is calling us to. And of course, we know that comes from the word of God, okay? And we want to submit ourselves to that. We want to be students of his word. And so, again, before we're too um, hard, okay, on the Jews at that time and ask the questions of how could they have been blinded to such clear vision from, from God of how he wanted to bless the world, we have to remember that we oftentimes do the same thing. And we are oftentimes, because of the age that we're in, we can be blinded to certain biblical truths that other generations see much more clearly than us. And what those are, we can maybe take up at a different time, but it's more here, I wanted to point out this principle and, and, and how difficult it was for Gentiles and for the Jewish Christians and Jews in general 
to adapt to this new order of things in the church um, because of their history, their background. Um, all these things impacted the way they saw these issues. And so that's why Paul, in all of these things, especially in Romans, okay, he's bringing his Jewish listeners back to the scriptures, back to the scriptures, back to the scriptures. And we're going to see that particularly in Romans chapter 4 this coming Sunday, where Paul dives deep into the Word of God, the Old Testament, to show how God means to bless all the nations through the seed of Abraham. All right, that's it for today. We'll be back here first thing tomorrow morning, Thursday. Hope you can join us. But for now, let me pray. Lord, as we go about this day, Lord, remind us that you're not just the God of, of one class of people or another. You, in fact, are the God of everyone, and that it is your intention to bless the nations through the seed of Abraham, your son, Jesus Christ.